This is Lovey Dummies. I'm David. And I'm Perlan. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Date Night, Pearl. Hey. How are you? I'm doing great. (laughs) (laughs) So our our topic for Date Night this time, we're going to be talking about love and fear. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is, it's a little broad, uh, but we... We came across some articles, and uh, one of the first ones that we saw was, it was titled, What's Driving Your Relationships? Is it Love or Fear? And this is from Psychology Today. It's this woman that's talking about, uh, it's a play that I've never heard of, and Mm -hmm. I don't know how to pronounce, so I'm not going to try try and butcher it. Uh, but the basic idea is, from this play, she kind of was thinking about the the motivations of the characters in it who are married, mm. right? Um, so she talks about the wife just being very unapologetic about the fact that she is very consumed with just luxury and having nice things <clears throat> and finds a lot of security and wealth and all and all of that. And the the husband who commits these terrible acts to secure her love, basically. Um, Just like lying, killing, and uh, stealing. (laughs) So uh, it led her to wonder what the the driving force behind his quote-unquote love Mm -hmm. was. Was it really love or was it fear of losing her love? So... That's what our topic is going to be today, and I think it's somewhat timely given, given just the, the state of events, current events in the world these days. It's, there's a lot of fear going around, a lot of hate, and uh, hopefully this episode will just be a little bit of a reprieve that we can talk and discuss, just the, or at least get people to, to come to a place where they can... Um, maybe think about where where the emotions are coming from, where, where fear is coming from, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah, so I'd like to start with uh, some studies that mm-hmm. I've read. And it says, all positive emotions come from love. So mm-hmm. from love flows happiness, contentment, mm-hmm. peace, joy. Those are such wonderful things to think about. And on the other hand, all negative emotions come from fear. Mm -hmm. So from fear comes anger, hate, anxiety, and guilt. So another thing that's really important for us to know, especially in relation to what you just said about that play and the characters, is that there are faces of fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for example, in relationships, uh, fear masquerades as counterfeit love. So, a, a good example. Counterfeit love. Yeah, a good example here is the idea that love is a feeling and not a way of life. So, for example, excitement. So, people think that, oh, I should be in. I'm probably in love with this person if I'm excited about this person, mm-hmm. and when I'm with this person. Uh, life is always full of excitement and like just all the positive emotions. But uh, a lot so of. So, usually, like the beginning of a relationship, something yeah, like that. Yeah, and you know, a lot of us 
uh, have that wrong idea that love is actually a way of life and not an emotion and not a feeling, you know. It's not uh, basically a feeling. And so I can see where the characters in that play were coming from just in the fact that, oh, I need to keep my wife happy. Or, you know, uh, our listeners are probably not married or I need to keep my boyfriend happy or something like that or my girlfriend happy. So I I have to do this. Otherwise, when she gets bored with me, when she gets bored with, you know, life with me, it's probably going to be the start of the end of the relationship. The beginning of the end. (laughs) Yeah, the beginning of the end. So if we kind of like go to its root it's actually the root of ending uh the relationship so you see dave there are tons of articles online entitled how to keep your partner interested in you Mm -hmm. and i feel like it puts a lot of pressure on individuals just because to be honest you can't please anybody all the time or like Mm -hmm. everybody all the time you know, there are moments of disappointments and we have to actually be, we have to be educated in that area. Right. Well, the, you know, just from the title of something like an article like that, you know, how to keep somebody interested, mm. you'd have to wonder, you what know, their what, motivations what's your motivation? <laughs> like, if you have, if you feel the need to keep somebody interested is... Is it really coming from a place of love or is it coming from a place of the fear of losing somebody? Because it's just like, oh, if they're not interested, then they're going to leave. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And that's, I mean, that's what the this that first article from Psychology Today was talking about in that play. Is that it really wasn't, you know, those actions weren't motivated by love. They were motivated by the fear of losing somebody. So, Dave, I'd like us to focus here. Uh, happiness so from love flows happiness naturally of course we we feel happy when we give gifts to our loved ones when we provide them good things mm-hmm. uh, not because uh, we are happy because sometimes it's uh, in our own expense right mm-hmm. like uh, we put in a lot of effort to get them whatever they want uh, but the fact that we can make other people happy makes us genuinely happy now um going back to the play so you see i think the husband was trying to make the wife happy Mm -hmm. all the time i think he is fearful not only in a sense that um uh that could be the ending of the relationship if he fails to to make her happy but also like fear of losing control in a sense that she might feel uh, insecure because women are naturally longing for security. Like, you know, even even since the beginning, it was the man protecting, the man providing. And if she feels insecure, oh my gosh, you know, he, he can't take care of me. He can't protect me. And he the husband is probably afraid of losing control of the relationship because it's like what i'm i'm no longer the provider maybe you know my role is you know i'm not important anymore and things like that mm-hmm. and i feel like you know 
men don't feel a lot of pressure. I know it's, you know, society puts you into that responsibility. But the fact of the matter is, you can't be a god to your wife or you can't be the all-powerful, all the time, perfect, mighty provider. Like there are going to be moments of failure and moments of um, weaknesses mm-hmm. that, you know, has to be, that that's a normal part of life. Right. So, I mean, I guess what we're looking at in terms of uh, when you talk about love sort of generating happiness and contentment and peace and joy, if what it becomes, I think for some people, is your target goal is these things like happiness and peace and joy and not necessarily like, I mean, like what is, (laughs) what should be your motivation in a relationship? Mm, Right, right. So I think... uh... First of all, we should not base relationships on our fantasies. Because we all have fantasies, you know, that life is going to be easier, life is going to be happier, Mm -hmm. life is going to be if uh, I'm in a relationship or things like that. But I guess we first have to learn the essence of love. Like what love really is, you know, in its truest form. Because once we understand that, then it's it's impossible to to go wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, is our motivation uh, to love God first, and then once we get that, you know, like in the Bible it says, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. or like the heart of God," and then. All the other things shall be added unto you. So we don't have to chase for happiness and joy. It's th- those are byproducts of actually uh, finding this of love. Yeah, true love. And so uh, at the end of the article, I think the author's name is Dana Iyer. I hope Dana. I, yeah, or Dana. Yeah. I'm not American, so... That's how <laughs> I naturally <laughs> pronounce it. But it says, how different life, uh, sorry, how different love might feel if we were to live to love readying ourselves, not for when it might end, when they might leave, but for understanding why they came into our life in the first place. So I think it's, uh, it's something that people in a relationship should think about because even married people you know your spouse can die (laughs) Mm -hmm. any moment life has no guarantee and if we're always if we're always just after our happily ever after i hate to disappoint you but it's not going to happen in this life (laughs) (laughs) especially now with all the threats everywhere (laughs) i mean that's kind of a a deep thing that you just said can you break that down anymore in terms of you know, what she's saying is, uh, you know, don't don't live in your relationship for fear of the end, but for why they came into your life in the first place. How do you how do you do that practically? Yeah. So, for example, uh, you met someone don't uh, like I, I'm talking about people in, already in a relationship because 
it's a little hard to lose someone you don't have. <laughs> right, of course. So, uh, people in a relationship, and this applies to everyone, not only lovers, not only husbands and wives, but also uh, parents and children. And, like, you know, there's always our enemy lurking around, which is death, like, mm-hmm. you know. Um and it's something that we have no control over. Right. And so we should stop obsessing uh, when it might end or how we can put a fence around the people that we love so that we don't lose them. Mm-hmm. Because we are going to lose them whether we like it or not. Instead, we should understand why God has given them to us. Right. Is it for us to teach how to be patient? Uh, okay. For us to to have joy, like as a blessing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, of course, everybody can either, uh, like, you know, the secular world is going to say, people come into your life either to teach you a lesson <laughs> the hard way <laughs> or... Maybe. Yeah, something like that. Uh, either to teach you a lesson or, like, to bless you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, still, both of them are blessings from God. Like, if you learn something, then it's such a, it's wisdom. Then you gain wisdom mm-hmm. for your future relationship. So, Great. yeah. Um, also, another thing here, Dave, that I'd like to ask what you think about is there are, there's a study. Actually, uh, this is available for everyone to dig into, like, like research in this. Uh, scientists have discovered that Love and fear cannot exist at the same time in our brains. So what can you say about that? It's scientifically, like scientifically proven. Proven. <laughs> yeah. Just like the brain chemistry is, is hmm. proven. Yeah. That's how we are built. That's how we human beings are built. When we think of love, fear cannot exist. And in fact, uh, what the emotion of love actually weakens judgment the judgment area in our brain it weakens Mm. so it's very interesting we cannot judge the people we love and i thought it's just like oh my gosh how can someone says i love you but (laughs) (laughs) well if you say but then is it really love uh i i mean it's easy to say that the to just kind of quote the Bible and what it says about fear and love, you know, there's the verse that, you know, which verse it is. It says, you know, perfect love casts out fear. Yes, it's First John four eighteen. Yeah, so you can quote the Bible on what it says about this sort of thing, um, but I mean, to some degree, when you think about uh, the dichotomy of love and fear. Uh, there is, you have to make a choice. Mm. I think it's really just, um, you know, when you decide to love, you have to deny fear. Mm-hmm. And when you decide to fear, you have to deny love. Right, right. So, it, it, yeah, I mean, like, they can't coexist, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, you can still be like, uh, I mean, it could be like, um, you could say that it's, uh, scary or something when you are when you're choosing to 
choosing to do one of these things, mm-hmm. like to love somebody when you're not sure what's going to happen in the future or, or things like that. It can be scary, but to some degree you have to deny the fear that would hold you back. Right, right. Because that's sort of the idea is if you do fear something, it's going to hold you back from loving. Yeah, uh, we, we need to be able to overcome that. And there's one more thing that Gandhi said about it. Okay, mm. about this topic. He said, the enemy is fear. We think it's hate, but it's fear. Right, because hate is rooted in fear. Right, and also another thing that I actually thought about that is, for example, there are people that we don't like, and some people we actually hate. Mm-hmm. And based on my experience um, in the past, you know, of course, Uh, I've been struggling with love, like as many others, but yes, me too. <laughs> but I, I realized that in the past, the people that I hated, I I discovered an underlying fear. Mm-hmm. Why I hated them? Why I didn't like them? Maybe they rejected me, and I and so I started hating them, mm-hmm. or maybe um, you know things like that. Um, there's always this underlying fear uh, that is rooted. So to our listeners out there, if you hate anybody right now <laughs> with all your heart, maybe <laughs> you should take a closer look and analyze what's going on in your heart. And maybe you don't Why really... Why do you hate them? Yeah, especially if there's no reason. You know, sometimes... Uh, Those people, they did not even offend us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they, they didn't do anything. Because, like, I know some people, like, who dislike me or probably hates me. And I honestly could not remember anything I, I even did to them. And I'm beginning to realize that could it be that that hate is rooted in fear? some sort of an insecurity or whatsoever, like, you know. It could have nothing to do with you. At all. It's true. It's just the way the brain cannot ha- handle love and fear at the same time. And mm-hmm. sometimes uh, fear gets overwhelming mm-hmm. that it shrinks love, you know, and totally cast it out, right? right? Mm-hmm. So, what's our... Conclusion. <laughs> What's our takeaway in this discussion? <laughs> If you're struggling with hate, I guess. Uh, like, you know, I, I see so much vitriol on Facebook these days. I don't know what it is. I guess it's just like the algorithms on Facebook and Google. Whenever something like um, really terrible happens, it just seems like it shows up everywhere. Like whether it's your Facebook feed or whether it's YouTube or any kind of social media, whenever something really bad happens, it's just like you can't get away from it. It just saturates the internet. And uh, I think that has, that can have a, a fairly profound effect on large swaths of the population and just what they're thinking about and how they're processing those things that, that happen. In any case, um, Yeah, if, if if there's some some hate <laughs> that you're struggling with, I guess, 
Try to think about where that hate is coming from because it's probably rooted in a fear somewhere. Mm. Um, maybe it's easy for you to, to pick out or uh, maybe it's deeply rooted in something in the past that you that you don't realize. Um, and it's really just you gotta you gotta take time to to figure out where it's coming from. That's right. Uh, with me, I think uh, just a reminder. Uh, to our listeners, that if you hate anybody, uh, it's not hate, it's fear. And so like what Dave said, um, sit down and take time to um, think about it and uh, get to know what's inside of you. And finally, I'd like to leave this verse as an encouragement and inspiration to all of us. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. It's in First Timothy? Yes, Second Timothy. Second Timothy. One second. <laughs>